Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. Self-sabotage. It will get you time and again until you're able to shine a light on it and understand what really triggers it. Only then can you go about compassionately deconstructing it so that you're free to heal and be the truth of who you really are. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Midlife Mentors with me, James. And me, Claire. How are you all? So we've had some news. Um, was it yesterday or the day before about the plan for unlocking us in the UK? Yes. It's, oh, it's not the UK, it's England, isn't it? Because I think Scotland and Wales have slightly different rules. But... I'm absolutely confused, guys. I'm not going to lie. But um, yeah, the, the roadmap seems pretty self-explanatory, but let's see how that goes. I think it has been quite clearly laid out with lots of markers and uh, I'm sure everyone's got the dates penciled in their calendars <laughs> and they can get haircuts, uh, meet a friend outside for a pint in the garden. On a park bench. All the rest of it. Um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people getting very excited about you know, what outfit they might wear on June 21st when pretty much everything can happen I know I I know it's crazy so just from our perspective we're actually leaving here now Um, obviously we're in Marbella still we're leaving here in just under four weeks so we were kind of holding our breath at what the unlocking plans were so uh, we're quite pleased. We're very, very sad, guys. You know this anyway. We were quite pleased that the gyms are opening back up in April. We were quite excited by that. Very excited. I think if they weren't opening up, we wouldn't be going back. <laughs> We'd be hiding out in Spain for even longer. So, um, so we are going to be talking to you today about something that is super, super close to our heart. It's something that James and I recognise in ourselves, to be quite honest with you. And it's what we see in pretty much every single one of our clients that we have the privilege to work with. It's something that comes up time and time again. And that is the topic of self-sabotage. We all do it to varying degrees. And we're just here today to shine a little bit of a light on that and give you, I suppose, like seven steps or seven tips to help you bring awareness to your self-sabotaging behavior and how to kind of start moving through it and dance with it. You're never going to necessarily completely get rid of your self-sabotaging behavior completely and entirely. It will always rear its head as you go to a new level in your life. 
But we just want to talk to you about some of kind of our experiences and how we work with clients to help people move through that self-sabotaging behaviour. Mm. I think it's really important to say as well, like um, as we go through this, and if you recognise things in here that relate to you, just have some self-compassion around mm. it. And also know that pretty much everyone suffers from this and does it to some degree. Um, and one of the things we're going to make actually is what's kind of unaware and aware behaviour. So a lot of the time we can be aware of yourself. You know, you've got the important work presentation the next morning, but somehow you end up having the eighth pint with a shot chaser at midnight in a bar. <laughs> this is James' like... old life, by the way. <laughs> That's the aware. But other times it can be like, you know, we just, we just procrastinate over stuff. We find reasons not to, not to do things. We don't get started on stuff. We might not actually really recognise that necessarily as self-sabotage, but it comes from the same root cause, which is something we're going to dip into. It'll floor you time and time again unless you bring awareness to it. This is um, Awareness is where your power lies in order to change things. We say this over and over again, but self-sabotaging behaviour, like James said, sometimes you're aware of it, but sometimes people will come to us and say, why? Why can't I achieve these things in my life? Why do I keep getting stuck? Why do I keep pulling myself back? And this is a self-sabotaging awareness that we need to bring in order to start changing our behaviour and changing our life because it will keep pulling you back and you'll keep getting stuck. But as James said right at the beginning, please bring some compassion to, to this throughout this podcast. If you think, oh my goodness, that's so me, try not to judge yourself. Try not to, to you know, make yourself feel bad about this. It's something that we all do to varying degrees. Yeah, and like Claire said, you know, the, the first step is bringing awareness to it. So... Yeah, with that in mind, before we get into tips, it might be helpful. You know, what is self-sabotage? I mean, basically, it can be any kind of behaviour, including just thinking, actually, that, that hinders you in getting towards a goal you want to achieve. So point number one, or tip number one, is actually just to have an inquiring mind and be curious around your self-sabotaging behaviour. Yeah, and this is where it gets interesting, where we need to exercise that self-compassion. Because here's the thing, um, your subconscious probably sees self-sabotage as a form of self-preservation. It's, it thinks it's throwing you a life ring, right? It's a way to safeguard, defend yourself, keep you in the status quo, even if that's not really serving what you consciously want. Uh, and this is why sometimes it can be so subtle that, that we can miss it. You know, um, we can be going for that goal, steamrolling ahead. Um, you know, maybe it's a health and wellness goal. And then, you know, like, oh, I just had that one glass of wine on a Saturday night. And then you have two. And maybe you just stop there. Maybe you have three, but maybe you stop at two. But the next morning you're like, oh, you know what? I think I've hampered my progress there. So I'm just off, off the health and fitness wagon. And you go back downhill. You must realise our subconscious's role is to keep us safe, but by safe it means that we're surviving. So, you know, whatever is familiar to your subconscious is the safe place for it to go to. If, you know, being healthy and living well isn't the familiar state, it's going to try and ping you back. It'll be the, it'll be the voice going, have the glass of wine, mm. have a drink, and then telling you the next day going, oh, well, you've blown it now. Because it's actually, even though you want to be healthy and well, it's pulling you back and keeping you in a familiar state of, of not like moving from what it knows. Absolutely. We always, we actually had one of our coaches say at every new level, there's another devil mm. sitting on your shoulder. And that is the self-sabotaging behavior that kicks in. And like we said, on this point, it is just to be curious. Don't judge yourself. Just understand um, that you're looking at what is triggering it at this stage. Be curious and just ask yourself questions. I think another thing around that we see quite a lot is because, like James said, it's so unfamiliar to you that actually we're a little bit scared of the person 
we're becoming. Mm. We're a little bit scared of what that person looks like, what that might mean for our friendships, what that might mean for look like for our job, how satisfied we are in our job. It throws up quite a lot when we're changing and moving towards something that you know we really really want the person that we are needs to change as well and I think a lot of the time people get very scared it's completely understandable about what life looks like as that person you know it might be that you might not have a supportive partner and they're actually saying to you oh what about this that and the other and you're starting to realize as you're moving towards who you really are and who you really want to be that actually the support isn't necessarily there so that's another reason we self-sabotage it's because we feel like we're not going to be accepted as the new person that we are and lots of things are going to change so again that's a massive trigger for self-sabotage yeah absolutely and listen like i alluded to some forms of self-sabotage can be really obvious right we know we know when we're doing it um doesn't sometimes stop us doing it anyway um but other times it's really subtle so you know if you've if you've got to help the kids with their school project, if you've got a piece of work due, be like, oh, I'm just going to check my emails mm. one more time. It's worth just checking in, going, do I actually need to do that, or am I in fact self sabotaging here in some form? Um, just to bring awareness to it, because like, with so many things, just bringing awareness is so key to then understanding and being able to adjust and move through it. Exactly, and that kind of moves on to point number two, which is recognise the recurring habits or behaviours. You know, like, are you procrastinating? Do you have high levels of perfectionism? We've talked about this so much Mm. before, you know. um, Perfectionism is the enemy of progress. We did a whole podcast on perfectionism because, again, that's another way of sabotaging your success and moving forward. Is it the negative self-talk and the negative self-thinking? What we would really, really suggest you do is along with that inquiry mind and being curious, is note down. Actually have like a little pad and paper. Note down when this is happening. What are you feeling when you are about to self-sabotage or that you know you have? What what were you feeling? What was what was going on for you at that moment in time? Yeah, so true. Because again, it's about bringing awareness to it. And often we'll find we're repeating the same patterns over and over and the same behaviours are manifesting. And once we can start to like identify them, we can go, ah, oh, we can catch ourselves and go, that's happening again. Right, I can now do a pattern interrupt. I can make an adjustment. I can move through this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, again, leads us nicely on to the next one, which is understanding the root cause of mm. where it comes from. You it's know, a biggie. You know, what, what, where did that come from? So actually thinking, when was the first time I really felt like that? You know, what was the, what's the root cause and when was the first time I really felt like this and then that self-sabotaging behaviour happened? Again, this is all around that first point and inquiring mind, being curious. When did you first feel like that? You know, what were the emotions behind it? A lack of self-worth, feeling doubtful, and being useless is a huge one. Being um, a success at failing rather than risking the unknown. You know, the, un- the comfortable familiarity of failure. We say this a lot. It's about keeping you safe. Your subconscious mind is all about keeping you safe. Whether that's a nice, comfortable place or not, most of the time it's not. But actually, the fear of the unknown is more scary to most people than staying stuck in mediocrity where they are. So again, that leads to your self-sabotaging behaviour. Totally. 
And then, number four, you can spot the thinking or beliefs that led to it. And we're looping back around here to the negative self-talk, because that's often where it starts. Even sometimes we're not aware of it, right? We'll just get a voice telling us to, to do something else, whether that's just, you know, oh, I'll just check my email one time, or oh, I'll just check for Amazon for that book, or, you know, browse some clothes. Um, but often, and this is like going back to those feelings of lack of self-worth. It doesn't have to be lack of self-worth per se for the whole person, but maybe in certain areas... You know, like with imposter syndrome, you might feel, mm. I don't know enough about this. I'm not good enough to do this. Who am I to be doing this? And then um, if we can start spot those thinkings and the beliefs that are leading to it, and here, like listening to the negative self-talk is actually key to this, you can start to then unravel what the, the deeply held belief is. If, you're, if your inner critic is telling you something, you can go, well, that's interesting, but why, why is that? And you'll often get to the root of the belief behind it. Yeah, another point around this is actually, you know, you could be feeling like, like what James was saying, you know, you're about to start writing the chapter of a book, for example, and then you realise that actually something else needs to be done. I'm going to go off here and do this. Or you're kind of, you're so fearful of the next step you self-sabotage in other areas of your life. So actually, you might go and have a chocolate biscuit or you might have that glass of wine. And again, it's that inner critic going, see, you're just not good enough in that area. So it probably means you're not going to be good in that area either. I was just going to make a note. This just occurred to me there around um, boundary setting as well because um, sometimes we can actually say, oh, I'm not self-sabotaging. It's the demands other people make on mm. me. But listen, failing to set boundaries... Uh, and then finding yourself doing things you don't really want to do or you know are taking off your goals is is a form of self-sabotage as well. Absolutely. I said this to a client the other day. You know, when we say yes to everyone else, we're saying no to ourselves. So when we're saying yes to everything, we're basically saying no to all the things that are really important to us. And again, this self-sabotage thing, this is why, more than anything we've said, it is just about having curiosity and looking at your behaviours because they could be so, so subtle that you've convinced yourself that that's just who you are. And that's just how life is rolling. And actually, you can't control it. But you'll notice that underneath, there's this subtle, you know, inner critic, belief systems, emotions that are driving you to self-sabotage that you might not even be aware of. And actually asking yourself, where does that come from? And as we've said so many times, it really, really does obviously very very more often than not coming from a place of not feeling enough and not feeling worthy of the thing that you're going for so you'll not feel worthy not feel enough so that self-sabotaging and behavior will come in and go oh don't worry about it you weren't going to make it anyway don't worry because you're not important enough you're not lovable enough to get there so i'm going to self-sabotage instead and there's this loop that just keeps going around so let's recap there for a moment we we recognize that we are in fact about to self-sabotage we're looking at what's causing that we're kind of understanding the emotion behind it we're listening to that negative self-talk what do we do now well you only want to find your inner positive voice and challenge the assumptions that your inner critic is making and we've talked about this before with the inner critic you know no one will talk to you as badly as their own voice in your head it will say the most you know horrible and disgusting things to do it's best to beat you down um, and again, it is important to have compassion with it because it's only trying to keep you safe in, albeit a highly inappropriate way. But if you can start challenging um, the affirmations, it's, it's like a bully. Start challenging it with logical assumptions. You know, for example, it'd be like, oh, you know, don't start that work because all the work you do is rubbish and you won't do a very good bit of work anyway. You go, well, actually, 
Is that really true? Or have I done great work before along these lines? And you find that actually, yes, I have. You can start to build what we call the positive case for yourself uh, and actually question whether you, know, you want to go down this route or not. So find the positive, but then also at the same time as well, you know, is the behavior I'm about to indulge in going to take me away or towards my goal? Yeah, I think the mo- one of the most powerful questions you can ask that inner protector. We've got all different names for it. You know, the inner bully, the inner protector, the one that's kept you safe. Actually just saying, is it true? Is it true? And before you go blah, 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 and run off doing other things, just allow it some space to mull that question over. Like, is that really true? You know, I, I, always, I always fail at everything. Is that really true? You know, I, I, I'm not someone that can write a chapter of a book in a week. Well, is that really true? I'm not someone that can maintain healthy eating habits. Well, is it really true if you never, ever maintained healthy eating habits in the past? You know, just challenging it, the subconscious mind loves, loves, loves questions. So even if it doesn't pop up in your head straight away with an answer, actually your subconscious mind will go, be going to work and still mull that question over. Is it true? So we love that question. Just start challenging that, that inner bully, that inner critic um, and start actually feeding it logical, positive affirmations instead in its place. Yeah, I've got a great one here. Even, even for like habits that we perceive as being tough to break. So let's use you know, smoking as an example. We can go to your subconscious tell you like, that's a tough habit to break. You can't stop smoking. Look how much you smoke. Things like that. Actually, if you step back from it, you spend more of your life not smoking than smoking, even if you're a heavy smoker. That's a true fact, you know. So that's a starting fact to go with. You go, actually, I spend more of my time not smoking than smoking. So it's just an, a, a question of then extending that not smoking time. Exactly. I mean, we just tell ourselves a lot of stories. In order to, to make ourselves feel safe in the world, we've built up these personality structures. And actually, we've built up all these stories around ourselves to make us feel safe existing in the world that we know it, that we've created. So actually, challenging it is quite difficult. Challenging that status quo within your subconscious mind is really hard to a degree. But again, that's just another story that you are telling yourself. So is it really hard? Is that really true? Is it really, really true that it's difficult to do X, Y, and Z? So we covered there a lot of the internal. Now, what about the external? Because some of us will have triggers that will basically make us self-sabotage. It could be like Pavlov's dogs. You know, when, when the office clock strikes five o'clock on a Friday, we're salivating for that first drink <laughs> in the pub. Um, but in all seriousness, you know, we'll, we'll have um, certain behaviours, people, situations that will trigger our self-sabotaging behaviour. So once we can start to identify those, then we can start to either avoid them or adjust our behaviour in response to that trigger. So this is like more looking at the external factors when we've looked at the internal, what's going on inside. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to use, I'm going to use an example. I'm going to really go out on a limb here and use myself as an example here. What um, I used to do especially around work is work really 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 hard to the point where not necessarily with what we do now but I'd work really 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 hard to the point where I completely burnt myself out and I know a lot of people resonate with this and then they'd just go oh you know I'd go screw it don't worry I'm actually gonna go out and 
you know, eat what I want, drink what I want, and then feel really bad about myself the next few days because I'm letting off steam. But it's about not letting yourself get to that point. It's about knowing and understanding that that's a behavior that keeps leading to the self-sabotaging behavior. And what are you going to do to create balance back into your life? Because this is the pendulum that most people end up going. They ping from one extreme to the other rather than trying to create balance in their life. And it's the lack of balance that is so, so prevalent in our life right now and our lack of giving ourselves space to understand what we really want in our lives and what makes us really happy. Because I tell you what, one of the things that I've really noticed in my own life and working with clients is actually when we do the work on ourselves, when we do the mindset reps, the emotional well-being stuff, when we really look at what's important in our own lives and start giving ourselves enough space and time to be present and really, truly, don't, don't care how woo-woo this sounds, really, truly understand that we are enough just as we are. We are doing enough, we are enough, and actually loving ourselves and respecting ourselves, then the self-sabotaging behavior seems to just fall away by itself, piece by piece. As we fall in love with ourselves a little bit more, fall in love with this life experience a little bit more, the self-sabotaging behavior doesn't rear its head so much because it naturally, it's just not in you to ping backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards because you're on an even keel of just being enough. And being happy with where you are and where you're going. Exactly. I'd echo that sentiment entirely. The other thing you can do to really help yourself is actually give yourself some focus, some purpose. Mm. We talked before, you know, if you've got a very powerful why, that's what will keep you on course. And again, let's bring some compassion. As you know, in lockdown, it's been hard. It has. A lot of self-sabotaging behaviour will come come from all the things we've discussed. But sometimes it just come out of boredom as well. Um, You know, we feel that life's feeling a bit empty, a bit aimless. And so we'll indulge in some of these like self-sabotaging behaviors. Here's the thing. If you set yourself a goal and you make a plan, nothing focuses you like focus, you know. And I'll, I'll use a ridiculous example. But you know, if someone told you, like, go, right, in six weeks from now, you're going to compete in an ultra-competitive event doing X, Y, Z, and it's going to be televised and people and millions of people are watching you. <laughs> you know, how much... How much focus is that for you to ditch your self-sabotaging behavior, get your arse in gear and start prepping for that as opposed to, "Mm, I don't really know what the next two months looks like or what I want to achieve from it. You can see the difference. Yeah, there's nothing like a bit of pressure to make you really, really focus on your goal. Yeah, Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And actually, this is such an important one. Having a really strong purpose, having a really strong why and asking yourself, Like, how do I want to show up in the world? What do I really want from my life? Like, I can bring that into every single day if I choose to do so. I can choose to have focus. I can choose to have a strong why. I can choose to move towards um, the truth of who I really am. That actually then starts to make that self-sabotaging behavior fall away as well because you're too busy focusing on where you're going. But I would say this is the flip side of that, which I kind of already talked about. Just making sure that you do have balance, that you are in joy, that you are in gratitude for what you already have. Making sure that that why is strong enough to keep you focused, but actually you're not waiting to be happy. You're not waiting, you know, to, you're not, you're enjoying the process. You're enjoying the journey because a lot of the time when you're not, that's when self-sabotaging behavior kicks in as well. So, listen, guys, it's a really, it's, it's a funny old one, self-sabotage. It really is. It is. I, I was going to say, team, I'll be really honest with you, you know, even if you apply and master all this, 
um, it's likely you're still going to self-sabotage. Yeah. But at times, you know, we all chip up, we all stumble. And uh, it's just important to have, have compassion with yourself when you do. And the most important thing I say is, like, never think, never think that's it, I've, I've blown it on my journey, whatever that journey is. Just, just dust yourself off and, and get back on that horse. Well, because it's worth it, right? If you keep letting self-sabotaging behave you, kick, kick you, and keep bringing you back down and down and down, some, at some point you're actually going to potentially stop trying. And you're going to potentially stop wanting to move forward because this self-sabotaging behaviour has got such a grip on you. But even if you just go away and recognise when some of this stuff is happening, what are some of the external situations that are triggering that self-sabotaging behaviour? What are some of the feelings that are coming up when you're about to self-sabotage or when you have even? You know, what's going on and where, where did that first come from? And actually just noticing that you can do some of these pattern interrupts. You can actually choose differently. But just like James said, you're not going to do it all the time. But just having awareness rather than kind of just, you know, going for something, pulling yourself back, going for something, pulling yourself back. Just some compassion, awareness and curiosity around your behaviour will pay dividends. We absolutely promise. Absolutely. Oh, we hope you enjoyed that. Yes. You're wonderful people. Yes, we really, really are sending you so, so much love wherever you are. As always, please do join our free Facebook group, um, the Midlife Mentors Community. We run our free coffee mornings every Sunday morning where we get lots of people on ask, ask, answering all their questions and just generally having a lot of laughs, a lot of connection, a lot of fun. Um, so I'll put the link to that in the show notes as always yeah we would love to see you in there we would we are sending you so much love and you take care of yourselves bye You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.